Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the third day of our five-day meditation retreat, and you're all here. That's pretty awesome. Uh, What you may start to notice is there's some momentum that gets gets built up with mindfulness practice. Even even if you're you know you're noticing your 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 mind goes gets lost or you feel like you're spacing out that you're actually able to uh, come back to the the breath or the body, whatever your anchor is. And, and it, you begin to notice that it, it has more ease in it. It has more continuity. And that's, it's, in some ways, it's really no different than if you're practicing something, if you're a musician or an artist or uh, athlete or there's some discipline that you love. You know, when you, when you repeat those skills, even if sometimes they're quite boring to you or there's resistance to it, it, it builds a strength. It builds a momentum. And that's the same thing with cultivating mindfulness. So in that sense, it's, it's really foundational to continue in your practice with returning to the body, the breath, uh, or, or sound, if, uh, if, that's more of a, if that's more of your anchor. And the reason being, as, as I said before, is it's tangible. It helps the mind concentrate. It helps clarify the simplicity of it, is strengthening. It, it also cultivates calm. So we really want to continue this as a foundational practice throughout the retreat. That said, many of you in the small groups are asking how to deal with or meet or work with, if you will, thought. Um, it, it's It's fruitless to try to just make the resolve that you're not going to think or try to get rid of thought. And also it can sometimes be discouraging when we just find ourselves lost in thought and, you know, you come back and you feel like, well, you know, I wasted the whole sitting or notice that I there, um, as if somehow you really had control over that. You know, we get confused in that way. We think, we think actually we can just control our practice. But actually it's much more about de- the developing the skill to be with what's present in the mind, with clarity, with mindfulness, with awareness. So thought is, tends to be more challenging as an object. And I'll say more about that in a minute. But first what I'd like to say is that in Buddhist psychology, uh, we, we, we have... S- Six sense doors. You often hear about five in the Western world, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling. In Buddhist psychology, thinking is also considered a sense door. So if you, you think about hearing, some many of these sense doors we're practicing with. We're noticing sound with mindfulness. Probably when you're walking around, you're aware of seeing. If not, I highly encourage you just to even notice that, to even name it. No, all seeing, seeing is happening. You might even notice that seeing has, there's more clarity to it. If you're outside, sometimes color seems a bit clearer. You know, the mind is getting clearer. It's not as clouded with just being lost in thought all the time. There's, there's more presence happening with, with, with what else is going on around us, which is seeing, hearing, tasting the food. Many of you have been practicing mindfulness with eating. 
and discovering so much in that, just even flavor and pleasure or just even what happens with food as we eat it. You know, it's, it's quite different than just not even being connected with what we're doing. So this seeing, this hearing, this tasting, and touching is not only it's the sense of when you, when you open the door, bringing mindfulness to that sense of touch, to the doorknob, you know, or when you're making your bed, you know, when you're taking a shower. You, know, you can be aware of that physical sensation of touch and contact. And touch is also in that category of connecting with the breath. There's sensation there. Connecting with sensations in the body is in that realm of of touch. Smelling. Maybe you've noticed that uh, smell becomes more mm, predominant. Uh, we, We sometimes can even notice in a more heightened way a pungent smell, a smell that we don't like or a smell that's very pleasant. The mind just gets less cloudy and it connects more directly with what the direct experience is. So how do we work with that with thinking? Because what tends to happen with thinking is we just get lost. You've probably noticed this <laughs> a lot over the last two days. That doesn't mean that you're failing at your meditation practice. If anything, it's actually mindfulness that can notice that the mind gets lost. So. Here, just the caveat here is, is, is thinking bad. Of course it isn't. <laughs> I mean, we'd be in deep trouble if you know, we couldn't have a cognitive process in our minds. But for the meditation purposes, we're, we're really noticing what happens in our relationship to thought rather than the content of thought. So many of you have asked, is, you know, should, I, should I dig into something or should I work with something? Let's say something psychological that comes up or emotional... And the answer to that, in, for the purposes of this practice, is no. In terms of this formal practice, that does not mean in any way that anyone here is suggesting that you don't take time in your life to address the concerns in your life with yourself or with a trusted other. Please don't misunderstand that. But what it is about is that we see our relationship to thought rather than, as I said, get get lost in the content of thought. So the way to work with that in your practice, to the best of one's ability, is just to notice when thinking is happening. And at some point, the mind will notice thinking is happening. So there's nothing to worry about. You don't, you don't have to chase it. You don't have to try over, over effort. You just, if you settle back, just settle into your body, settle into your breath, at some point, you'll notice thinking is happening. So here's a way to meet that. One is just to notice what comes up in the mind when it is aware of thinking. Often, and particularly for newer meditators, what will come up in the mind is, I'm screwing up, I shouldn't be thinking, or this is happening again, or "Uh uh-oh, some form. Um, Or it could also come up like, I don't really care. I really want to go into this thought. (laughs) Anyone have that? I'm just going to take a break and dive into this thought. You know, you just notice like that wanting mind that it's, it, you know, it it wants to go into the story. I mean, that's not a failure. We just even notice that's what's happening right now. What will give you the most mileage, however, 
is noticing thinking. You can notice if there's judgment there. And then just bringing your attention back to the breath. Like, so noticing thinking, just like we might notice a sound. Because the mind gets lost in thought and very identified with it, we don't see it as something that comes and goes. Just like a cloud in the sky comes and goes. Just like, you know, a, a sound comes and goes. There's going to be an end to this sound. There's actually an end to thought. So actually, in your practice, when you notice thought, it can be particularly interesting to just notice it's when it's not there. So it's not about making it go away. It's just observing it, seeing what happens to it. And generally, we don't go looking for this. We don't go looking for thoughts. It's more like when thinking is predominant that we can bring the mindful attention to. Okay, thinking is happening. So that, as, as Vance was saying, that mental notation, uh, a soft notation, but a clear notation. Oh, thinking is happening. If it persists, what can also be helpful in the mindfulness practice is to notice what kind of thinking it is. So let me just explain that. Most often when we're thinking, it's actually about the past or the future. It's... Um, you know, the mind wants to know, you know, wants to fantasize about the future, or it sometimes, you know, the past comes up, and there are things that keep showing up sometimes in the mind related to the past. So we can really notice with a gentle notation the kind of thinking. For instance, oh, planning, planning. So planning might fall in the category of like, when I go home, I'm going to talk to so-and-so about this, or I'm going to plan to go to India after the pandemic and sit for a year in a cave, you know, or, uh, you know, the planning mind will come up. And you, can, you don't have to judge it, but just notice that planning is happening, or fantasizing, you know, or remembering. So again, these notes are gentle notes. are just, okay, this is what's happening in the mind. You can, like, nod your head to it and come back to the breath. There's different types of thinking. Sometimes you'll, there'll be thoughts where it feels like you're in a dream. And in a way, it is almost like a, a half-sleep state. I wouldn't worry about it. You, you can just notice, oh, it's like that. It's just like this. Come back to the breath. Or sometimes people will talk about hearing music or, or songs. No, it's, it's not. You just notice a song is happening. Sometimes thoughts will be, uh, they keep coming. The same thought will keep coming or the same pattern of thoughts will keep coming. And it can be, sometimes that can be agitating because it feels like you're almost being like possessed by the thoughts. One really helpful way to work with that is actually to bring your attention to the body. Because what what the mind tends to do with thoughts is, I want to get rid of this thought with more thought. And, And that creates a lot of frustration. So you can go underneath, just feel in the body what's happening. So you might even notice, you know, let's just say there's a thought about um, an unresolved issue in your heart or something unresolved with um, someone who's important to you. 
And there may be a, 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 a run of thoughts, either remembering or going into the future. You can bring your attention to the body. What is happening in the body? Oh, like there's tightness and clenching, or there's heat. Mm-hmm. We can even bring our attention to the emotion under thought, under thought. So it might be sadness, fear, joy. So we, we can bring the mindfulness to that. It's really different than getting lost in it or embellishing it. It's just noticing this is what's happening now. Sometimes waves of sadness come up on retreat. Or a wave of peace. We can make a just gentle note. Oh, this is what's happening. Peace. So you can see from this that we're, we're still training the mind to pay attention. To be present. And you can practice this way in, in your sitting as well. As I said, you don't need to go running and looking for it. But when it arises, you just, oh, thinking is happening. And if your mind starts to get really scuttled, like, oh, is this remembering? Is this planning? What is this? Just drop it. You don't actually, the the note is not the most important thing by any stretch of the imagination. It's just thinking is happening. So that's the offering for this morning that you you can practice with. So let's just find a... Just your posture so you're, you're comfortable and alert. And just settling in, settling into that support underneath you. Allowing the body to feel the support, the chair or the cushion or the bench. And you might just notice in that allowing there can be like a softening. Maybe some of the muscles that are holding, holding on can relax, can release, soften, be at ease. So in the, in the meditation posture, we're, we're attuning to balance. We're attuning to both a sense of relaxation, but also a sense of alertness, which is why um, we pay attention to just how is the spine. You know, you can adjust the spine so it's not, it's not rigid, but it's not collapsed. You can soften into that back body, that support of the spine. And you'll have a sense of just that sense of of quiet balance in the body. And then just beginning your practice, connecting with the breath, receiving the sensations of the breath or sound, if that's your anchor.
calmly and clearly receiving this moment. That is all.
Thank you for your practice. So before we have a a couple of announcements and then um, go either to our groups or walking, we have time for maybe just one or two questions about the instructions that uh, you were just offered in terms of uh, working with thought. And the invitation is if you're in a group today, please reserve your questions for the group since you'll have a group. So this is really for folks who specifically have a question about the instructions now and aren't going to be in a group today. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, this person said, "Is that in, regarding thought, is the instruction to watch a thought, let it go? What was the third one you said? Stop, stop a thought. Thank you, Michael. Stop a thought. So uh, the interesting thing about thought is that truly it comes and goes on its own. And it's very hard to see that. However, it's not impossible. So the answer to, are we trying to stop a thought? No. Um, Are we trying to let it go? Not really, because that has an action to it, doesn't it? It has a quality of um, watching. That's closer. it's, it's, It's noticing, isn't it? It's not like guarding a thought. It's just noticing thought is arising. So oftentimes we won't actually notice the arising of a thought. Sometimes, sometimes you actually, when the mind gets really quiet, you can, you can actually notice this bubble of wanting to come up of a thought. More often than not, we notice it. It's almost like waking up from a dream. You know, you just notice, oh, you know, thinking was happening or, um, or like a stream of thoughts. And... Just the, it's almost like you're doing an internal nod, mm, thinking, just like, oh, you know, the rain last night, oh, hear, hearing. You know, so we're just noticing that thought. And one can be curious about watching it disappear, too. But, but the, the main instruction is to sort of come out of the dreamlike quality of it, being lost in it. So in a way, but coming out of it isn't rejecting it. It's just actually noticing that it's present and you begin to see that it dissolves on its own. Is that helpful? Okay, great. One more, if anyone has a question. If not, it's fine. Okay. So for today, you may have noticed on the bulletin board that we're uh, we're going to have our second rapid tests. So at 1 p.m., there will be a setup in the yogi dining room. Well, it's actually starting to be set up at 12.45. But at 1 p.m., if you have a last name beginning with A through H, please go to the 
main dining room and you'll have your rapid test. And please bring with you your mindfulness practice. It's, it, just notice, notice what's happening, even if it's some agitation or irritation. Um, there's no need to, to talk unless the staff person is asking you a question. Um, you can just keep the silence, keep your mindfulness practice as you, uh, as you engage in that process. And just a reminder that the process, of course, is for a sense of safety for all of us. So at 1.30, the last names J through P. And at 3 p.m., the last names R through W. And of course, this is posted on the bulletin board. This is just a reminder for you. Let's see. And then the other announcement, just wanted to say, we apologize if we weren't um, clear about the affinity sit. So just a couple of things about that. One, please keep them in silence. Um, just you just come and and sit and they're meant to be in silence so no 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 speaking in in those affinity sits and the other uh, the other uh, question is if you weren't aware about ringing a bell apologize for that it just one person you can just take the bell silently no need to speak um, and ring the bell there's there's a clock in both rooms just ring the bell at the end of the sitting it doesn't matter who picks it. If if you've done it one sit and you've gone to another one, maybe let someone else have that opportunity. Uh, but that's just um, uh, supporting the space to uh, to ring the bell. So thank you for that. And uh, and now on to groups or walking. So if you're walking, remember again the continuity here. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we like to cut out when it's walking period. I really encourage you, particularly if that's been a pattern for you, not to judge it, but to invite yourself to to really enter into the walking. It can be really fruitful. And the most important thing about it is that it really keeps the continuity of strengthening mindfulness to 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 stay with that flow of uh, sitting and walking and all the time in between. So, I mean, you can do that, as Michael said last night, that, that wonderful phrase, Dharma ease. We can really bring that ease into paying attention. And that's, that's the beauty and the fruit of uh, the continuity of practice when you're, you're now into your third day. So uh, go for it. Why not? You know, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so um, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.